Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. Worship the Lord and say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. And it's a declaration of praise to the living God. But there is also impartation as we declare. I want to first read scripture from Romans chapter 5, the first five verses. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. So you have been justified by what? Say faith. Touch your heart. Say faith. I declare. I have faith. In the name of Jesus, I have faith. And that's important. We start with faith. Now, this is the weekend, especially if your sons or daughters, you lived in this nation, the tradition, of course, you know that Sunday is Father's Day. I hope you have either set a card or you plan to call your dad on Father's Day. If not, please do so, if he's alive. And I've read so many different people and they're so moved when they're, they're moved almost to tears, if their father is not around, he's gone on to heaven. That, that I often ask, and it, it's very moving for me also, uh, to have people recall, if he was a man of faith, hopefully your mom also, that you have great memories. And vice versa, in a sense, if you're a parent, how many of your parents here? And I would include spiritual parents, because I'll tell you that uh, my, one of my main spiritual fathers, in fact, two of my main spiritual fathers, uh, some of you may not know of uh, where I did my internship was in a Baptist church, but it was a spirit-filled Baptist church in Macon, Georgia, under a wonderful, wonderful man of God who is so close to my heart. And he absolutely, when he got married, he and his wife, he got married until in his late 60s almost. I mean, he was, he was the best Lord in his life. But I interned with him and really almost spent very close to him for many months and loved him, and he's the one who ordained me. Uh, his name was, was Pastor Don Van Hoosier. He went on to be with the Lord about three, four years ago. He had a long life. And, and he was in his 90s. Um, and then, of course, Brother Derek Prince. But both of them, they blessed so many thousands of people. And Derek, of course, with his radio program, and a multitude of books and devotions. Uh, but he never had his children in the flesh. Uh, 
but he had spiritual children. And that is, I believe, just as much as valid to speak a blessing. And so I look back, we look back to, for a moment, to the pattern we see in the Old Testament. And you see from Genesis onwards that Abraham, the first hero of faith that we read about in the Bible, he blessed his children. And then it goes on. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. You see, part of the pattern always is when he could get his kids together or try to, would have certain occasions where they ought to be together, especially if he was going home to be with the Lord. But anytime, I think it would be appropriate and important for uh, you to teach as your children grow up, if you are able to, and they're still young, to teach them to covet the blessing from their father and their mother because it's such an important thing. And if you don't, if they don't have, they've never been taught about that themselves, you take, I've had my kids sometimes say, Dad, pray for me now. And they will take my hand and put it on their heads if I'm not thinking about it. I'm always, always felt like that their mom and dad, my kids, would always bless them. And that's one thing. There are certain things you may have limitations, but never that's something that's important that always release faith and blessing for over your children. And if you can get them around you physically to put your hands on their heads and bless them. I remember my mom, you got around her and you were leaving or coming or something, she would always bless you with her blessings. And she would speak, I mean, seriously, that she was doing something. May you, each of us, get a fresh impartation to speak a blessing, even sometimes by phone, but speak the blessing. And it is God anoints that blessing. And God loves for his fathers and sons. This is honor your father and mother. Why? Part of the reason is that they, have, they hold a special blessing in themselves because they are mom and dad already. There is a pattern somehow in their internal house structure. God has given them the anointing to release blessing and protection and promotion and favor from you to your kids. So we receive today and from this place of this is an apostolic church and we release the Father's blessing over each of you here tonight and those listening on the World Wide Web on Chowder Ministries. We receive from this church the Father's blessing at this time over you that may the Lord prosper you and protect you. May the Lord give you grace May the mighty blessing of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob be over you. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ release promotion over you in favor. No weapon formed against you can prosper 
because there is a blessing over your life to succeed, to have favor, to, have, to reproduce yourself where you can. In the name of Jesus, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you favor and blessing. And that is, and we try to do that often, but this is time to understand that some more. And it says, peace, you're justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So by the way, you don't have peace of God through any other gods or whatever names in your May you have peace through, I mean, even if wonderful Finney or Luther or others <laughs> blessed you, that may the Lord bless you through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the number one priority. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. So you have access, again, by faith through this grace. Say, I have grace by faith. And it says, and rejoice, we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That the Shekinah, the presence of God. Not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So love has been poured out. The love of God has been poured out on you. And poured out is not little dribble and dribbles. It is a waterfall of blessings that God is pouring out on your hearts, in each of our hearts, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so this is something that we hope to do when, on occasions where like this is, this is, we are coming into the atmosphere of blessing, special. Every family, if they can, they will be gathering. If they can, physically, praise God. Um, right now, I cannot. My physical father passed on to glory when I was just five years old. I wish I had been able to, but believe me, my, I and my children got blessing from their uh, Bonnie's mom and dad, and she was an amazing, godly woman, and he was a John Wayne, if you ever saw him. And may his blessings always favor his grandchildren. And may that be also that your grandpa's blessing be on your children and your children's children. But, and I want to glance for a little bit on the father's who we all look to and should look to, the, who we call the founding fathers, that they left a blessing upon us as uh, those who have been blessed by all the benefits of America. We have been blessed because we have been able to live in this nation. And I was kind of, we were struck a little bit uh, by... Uh, this young lady stood up, it was in Fairfax, Virginia, who, uh, and she, in a, I think some kind of ceremony at the school, she was recognized for something, and she talked about, and this is one nation under Allah. 
And I kind of cringed a little bit because I know what Allah means. And I don't want to, as may wonderful people have been attracted to this land from all across the world. And they have found blessing in America. And we only bless them and pray for them. But I want to speak. I'm, I'm an evangelical pastor. And so I want to speak on behalf, basically, if they, I don't know whether they would all agree with me necessarily, but it is the founding fathers, and they were established, and some of their definitions came from the or some of the original settlers, the Puritans and the pilgrims, but they founded this nation, and they were looking for freedom from a lot of them from England, because they wanted to come where they could be free to worship Jesus Christ of Nazareth and honor the Bible like they saw it. And so this nation, the founding fathers, I want to say, with confidence, were all believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we say one nation under God, we mean one nation under God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The founding fathers, their foundation, and the whole constitution of the United States. Um, see if I can find it. Um, it's in, let me read this preamble. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. So we want to kind of underline here that America, even today, because you can see the thousands of people who want to immigrate, even illegally, across the border, that America shines like a beacon because it's one nation under God, the God of, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the founding fathers. This is their viewpoint. This is what they passed on to us, that we are one nation under God, the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's an important aspect. In 1776, these principles were adopted, and uh, they were all, all, say all, believers in Jesus Christ. And they believed the Bible was the final authority for life and has authority over everything that happens now and what happened in the past. That the good, and they encouraged us to keep on fighting the good fight of faith, but faith in God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So the name we have to recognize that if it, there was no Jesus, 
this, we, the whole world would be a mess. So we have no apology. We want to boldly declare, Father God is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And through him, like Romans 5, we have peace and we have hope. And we are making a stand. And they always were hoping, the founding fathers, that the, the generations that would come later would be bold in their faith and never shrink in taking a stand for the Lord and for the Bible. We have peace through Jesus. Being, we have been justified by faith. And America has received and is receiving blessing even today through the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That we are grateful for this. That we are a people who will yield to the Holy Spirit and look forward to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that we are willing to make a stand for Jesus. This is what the hope, since we are looking to bless our fathers and honor them, and mothers, of course, we are appointed by the constitution that we enjoy even today to be able to read the Bible, to proclaim and worship Jesus freely. That America, we honor the Constitution, we also honor the ones who wrote it, the Founding Fathers, who honored and the part of the foundation they pointed out to us was the Bible and the supreme authority for us is the Bible, is the Word of God, and Jesus Christ, God's eternal Word. And their heart, if they would be blessing us here today, they would say, continue trusting in Jesus. Continue honoring the principles of the Constitution. And be informed about what's happening around you, but be informed in the context of the Bible. You, you saw me again at the beginning talking about G, uh, that Israel has a new government this week that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who ruled for 12 years and was an amazing awesome anointed leader according to me but, and then now there is a new government that just there was just in the last few days it happened and immediately i don't know whether it was at the same time or sometime within that context hamas started releasing these balloons that create fire all over wherever it hits in the united states and so they had to send planes immediately even after they had formed some kind of peace agreement and there were noises, big noises of things exploding in the Hamas territory because Israel had to, in defense, because they sent over balloons that were just containing fire, horrible fire, that set many places on fire that they had to defend themselves. But the reason we are talking about this at this time, why is it important? Because we are intercessors. We are watchmen on the walls. Part of our identity is we bless America. We bless the nation, but specifically, we have been instructed by the Bible, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So I just want to, people 
here and out there understand that what, how we are enunciating things is from the context of the Bible. And that part of that is the grace that we have been given. Fathers and parents, mothers too. Because I've had, I've known wonderful, amazing, anointed mothers in Israel who released the blessing. And sometimes they acted almost like it was, there was no difference whether they were fathers or mothers. Like Sister Ruth, Ruth Heflin has always marked my life with such blessing and praise and worship. So it is right that we do that, remember the founding fathers and remember the blessing that we have had. Um, so I, w- I want to, Bonnie, did you have some comment on what, I've, what we shared here? There are several thoughts that were going through my head as you know, we were together in worship and then um, the things that you're sharing about the fathers and honoring the fathers. And one of the things that came to me is the story of Nebuchadnezzar and his son, Belshazzar. And Nebuchadnezzar's encounter with God and his utter turn. If you remember the story, God made him great. And, of course, he had God had prearranged to have Daniel in Nebuchadnezzar's court. And about the time that Nebuchadnezzar mistook the greatness given him by God for his own power. And he said, he made this incredible statement as he was surveying this incredible kingdom that God, and previously in scripture, Daniel says to him and the Lord shows him that he's going to become this great tree, Nebuchadnezzar, and he's going to feed and and take care of, you know, provide for his people and it's going to be all glorious. But something happened when he reached that state of strength and glory and he's walking on his rooftop of his palace and he says, oh, look what my hands have gotten me for my glory. And at that moment, his sanity left him. And you know the story, he became like a wild beast, I mean, like a beast eating grass and, and um, just what a... A shock. I mean, what, you know, to see the man who was like the greatest king, the ruler of the whole world at that time, and particularly in the mindset of kings and all of that. And here is this guy with his hair grown and long claws and, you know, running around naked and eating grass and just his sanity completely left him. But that's a lesson in itself. And It says that the Lord had spoken to him and said, when you repent, your sanity will return and you'll be restored. And that's exactly what happened. And Nebuchadnezzar, you find this in Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar actually writes his testimony down. And in it, twice he says, I'm speaking as the king of the world to every nation that men should fear God, not just any God, but the God of Daniel. And I give him praise and extol him because he is the God of gods. And it was written down, that was Nebuchadnezzar. His son 
comes along and somehow that whole legacy, heritage, testimony completely escaped him. And you know the story. Um, Belshazzar ends up taking the vessels of God that were dedicated in the temple that Nebuchadnezzar took from Jerusalem and put them in his temple. But at least it was in his temple. And Belshazzar goes and gets those valuable things that symbolized the worship of the God of Israel. They symbolized something sacred, something holy. Belshazzar goes and gets them and devalues them. He brings them even out of the place that honors gods and puts them on his feasting table, makes them base vessels, if you will. And in their big six-month-long or however long those wine feasts were, big drunken orgies, they're using these symbols of the living God as expressions of the flesh and, you know, entertainment and stuff. And, of course... The handwriting comes on the wall. But I, I was thinking about it, and I went back and looked really briefly through that story. And it's really profound that Belshazzar had his own father's example and testimony and written testimony and did not honor his father, did not value it. And literally that night, the very night, and, you know, speaking of value, they didn't understand what was written on the wall, but God speaks in plain language, even though sometimes it seems difficult. But he wrote three monetary values. That's what the hand wrote. Wrote mina, which was, you know, was, was a day wage or something, and as though he was counting one, two. And then shekel, which, you know, had a certain weight of value, and then half shekel. In other words... The message there was, I'm counting, I've evaluated, and I'm dividing. And, you know, it says that that night, the kingdom was divided from him. And, you know, Darius came in. But that story, as you were talking about our founding fathers in this nation and the testimony they have given us, and the document even, just like Nebuchadnezzar's letter, they have given us this document. And we look at, and particularly our education system, and there is no honor of the fathers. And we also look at the orphan spirit that has taken over our nation. And now it's gone so bizarre that young men are claiming they're really women and young women are claiming they're real. It is absolute, utter insanity. In fact, I would call it a curse when a man growing up or a woman does not understand the divine purposes God had from even birthing them, that God had a dream about them and they, even before they were born, God knew their destiny, the positive destiny, and when people walk away from that, then they try it in artificial definition that I, I, <laughs> I don't think uh, that only Satan would have prophesied confusion of the identities and all of that stuff that speak 
horrible things rather than saying, God blesses you and I bless you and God approves of you. You find the pattern in the Father, God the Father himself, when he, the Holy Spirit comes on him and John baptizes him. He says, this is my son on whom I'm well pleased. Say, well pleased. Well pleased. And that's, we want to release approval and, and acceptance that son or daughter, you are accepted by the living God. You are awesome. You're going to have children. And I'm suddenly, you'll find there are times where even here we have spoken over people, their future destiny. And it's always a blessing. It's not like, whoa, whoa, I see unto you giant snakes dropping on your head. <laughs> I mean, that's not, it's, it's in fact, we are blessing. Unless they have really misbehaved terribly. Then you say, well, you repent and then you can come to the Lord. But right now, through the Lord Jesus Christ, we are accepted. Say, I'm accepted. I'm accepted. Say, God approves of me. God approves of me. God blesses me. He blesses me. And I'm passing that blessing. And I am passing that blessing. To my family. To my family. To my children. To my children. I bless them. I bless them. Even tonight. Even, Even for this year. Even for this and year. And for the coming years. And for the coming years. May they be the head. May they be the head. And not the tail. And not the tail. Above only. Above only. And not beneath. And not beneath. May whatever they touch. May whatever they touch. Be blessed. Be blessed. By the living God. By the living God. Amen. And, and Pastor, another thought that comes to me tonight specifically on the in the words and the inspiration of the worship and you all started singing from the last verse of Malachi that very famous verse that was prophesying of John the Baptist but it's it's a it's a spiritual reality like the law of gravity that's revealed there and he says I will come I will send Elijah the prophet and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers lest I come and smite the earth with a curse so let me ask you a question if the fathers are absent from that equation or if the sons towards their fathers are absent from that equation, what's the only thing that's left? A curse. And I believe that this is really one of the root revelations about what is happening in this nation. And I think that tonight and frankly on Sunday that the church of Jesus Christ, and specifically tonight, the watch, and all of you watching with us at home, I'm, you know, we're, we're always watching with you and paying attention. But we are filling a gap tonight, making up a wall to turn the curse back off of our family lines, and more than that, off of the church and off of our nation where this relationship where fathers are absent or sons like Belshazzar have rejected the wisdom of their fathers. And you know, when Armin was, was singing the words from Malachi, he was also singing, I think it's out of Hebrews. Is it Hebrews? I should have looked it up. Dennis, you may know the wisdom of the just. It, that linkage 
comes from the New Testament, may even have been one of the, to turn the hearts of the fathers and the wisdom of the just. Um, and I, I think that that's what the watch is about tonight. It's about turning back the curse. And as the legislative body of God, priests and kings, with access to the throne, we together tonight are saying, Lord, reverse the curse. Fill the empty place where fathers have been missing or fathers have not been honored. Lord, we're interceding here where sons have rejected their fathers or have not had fathers, we're filling that gap tonight with our prayers. And I want us to take courage. You know, there's a, a very unusual uh, phrase in John's Revelation in chapter 8, the first verse. And it, it speaks of Jesus is opening the seals. And when he opens the last one, the seventh seal, it says there was silence in heaven for half an hour. Do you know what that speaks of? Have you ever felt like heaven was silent, not hearing your prayers, even though your prayers were ascending, and it made you feel like you wanted to give up because heaven was silent, even though your prayers were going up? But I want to encourage you tonight from the word of God. Because the answer, <laughs> the thing that breaks the silence of heaven is the continued prayers. Remember the story about the widow that Jesus told? In a city, there was an unrighteous judge, but there was a widow. And she kept pestering that judge. And finally... He answered. Well, that's the picture that's given us in Revelation. And Jesus said, will I find faith when I come? Amen. So saints, our prayers, the prayers of the watch tonight to fill this empty place and turn back the curse also will break the silence of heaven. Have you felt like in some way heaven was silent over our nation? I don't believe that God is necessarily silent. But the thing that is absolutely crucial when it seems heaven is silent is that the faithful continue to send up the incense of prayers. That smoke finally, in Revelation, finally fills that place before the throne of God. And then you see that he stands up and it says thunders and lightning and smoke. <laughs> fills the temple, and God breaks out and begins to answer. So those are my Amen. thoughts, Pastor, as we, we were worshiping and, and talking that's, about that's honoring the Father. Great, and that we want to carry on on this thing that from this place, and I, I really believe that this is one of the special places of releasing bless, blessing and healing, uh, as pastors this last few months, we have been asked several times, precious families, 
even this week, we received several requests for prayers. And especially the enemy has really tried to attack where cancer is concerned. A couple ones on COVID, but a lot, quite preponderance has been on cancer. So we speak from this place the Lord's word. Psalm 30, verse 2 says, Lord my God, I call to you for help, and you heal me. And thank you, Lord, that as wonderful people are calling on you, we agree with them, and we speak healing according to Psalm 30, verse 2. And we thank you, Lord. And uh, it says, in James 5, is anything, anyone sick among you? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. And Jeremiah 30, verse 17 says, But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. So we thank you, Lord. Your word is true. And it's coming to pass that God is meeting all their needs. And Isaiah 38 says, You restored me to health. Let me live. Extend their lives, Lord. Thank you. This whole thing that if you reach a certain age, you now you're going to get uh, have to arrange to go home. Well, one day, may you all go to our eternal glory in heaven. But until then, may the Lord give us extended years so we may serve his purpose on earth. So we speak that blessing, especially tonight, and break the curse. We break the curse. We break the curse of cancer. This whole thing that says, once I reach this certain age, I have to re- retire, I'm going to get all sore and painful and just be <laughs> be released from life. No. We speak life, life, long life and health from this place of healing and revival and prayer. We speak blessing and increase for you this week, for the year to come and many more years in the name of Jesus. We Thank you, Lord God. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.